All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen, and Michigan is the worst football team in America. So thanks for listening. That was our analysis for this week. Uh, We will catch you all next week. Thanks. Go basketball. Go basketball. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I guess we'll talk a little bit about this game, but I'm pretty speechless because they really are. The worst team in America, from what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Do we? Do we just want to talk about the negatives and then and then? Po- I've got a couple positives. There are a couple positives. Let's start with the positives. Let's okay. like you know, because I feel like everyone's down out there. Um, I, Jack, go ahead with your positives. So my positives are more player oriented. Hassan Haskins, another solid game from oh. him, and Jamon Green. I think he had another solid game in the secondary. So that's it. That's it. They're good. Everybody else, I don't even want to watch anymore. I think Vince Gray too, right? He's been kind of steadily progressing week to week. I don't, I, he didn't make any mistakes that really stick out in my mind. So I'm going to say he had a decent game too. Uh, I mean, just in general, like the secondary is not the reason Michigan's losing football games at this point. Um, I, I thought that the secondaries played well. I saw on, um, Pro Football Focus, they do the grades every week, and Jamon Green, I think, had a 90. Um, so oh, it really, I really it. good. I mean, talk about the progression. Um, so Mike Zordich um, out there, you know, doing well with those guys. Uh, dramatic uh, improvement from week one, two, three, four, <laughs> oh, um, God, from, from the beginning of the season. I mean, and Hassan Haskins, you know what? I, he doesn't get shit for holes and he just pounds the rock, man. He runs downhill. He squirms. He squeaks for leaky yardage. Uh, he's just, he's like the only guy, not the only guy, but one of the only guys bringing intensity and firing off the ball every single play. Yeah. I mean, all those third down conversions, they were all him. It wasn't the old line himself. Yeah. It wasn't the old line creating holes or anything. It's just him just saying like, Man, I got to do something to try to keep this team in the game, and and he was converting them single-handedly. He was the offense. Can you imagine being like Josh Gaddis, and you like hear on the on the headset like, just give it to Hassan, give it to Hassan. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? I so I mean, all right, those are the positives. Actually, let me touch. I actually want to say Cade McNamara was a positive because. He looked good. I thought he looked really good. This the the offense was rolling before he got hurt. Yeah. Um. And then I'm gonna just applaud him for fighting through it and toughing it out. Cause, um, in a in a world where it's it's easy to just bail out, especially on a two and three football team, um, you know that shows no signs of promise right now. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm staying in." And fifty percent. Cade McNamara apparently is still better than Joe Milton right now. <laughs> what the hell is that? What was I just going to say about Hassan though? Um, him being take, he been being subbed out after he has a good uh, drive. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I mean, he didn't, he saw one carry in the next three possessions after he had a 60 yard run and had like 75 yards total on that drive and a touchdown. Three straight possessions. He gets one carry. What are you doing? I'm just sitting there scratching my head that entire game. Yeah, we all were. I don't even think Zach Charbonnet got any carries. 
He, he had zero. He yeah. must have been hurt. I don't think he got in the game at all. Yeah. He, he, he didn't see any action. So I'm going to assume he's hurt or shit has already entered the transfer portal. And we just don't know about it, which is <laughs> yeah. very possible as well. I did um, see before we started recording that he put up a picture of him in like in uniform on the field. Oh, they whether did. that means anything or not. I don't know. But yeah, we didn't see him at all. And I didn't see him listed on the injury list at all. So I don't I don't know what's going on with Charbonnet. I don't know either, but okay. So my thing about taking Haskins out. So I'm, I'm assuming that just like any other football team, they have different personnel groups, right? And so they'll call, you know, all right, Wolfpack, right. That's the personnel groups that's going in. And if Hassan's not on that, then it's Blake Corum or Chris Evans. And that's who plays. And so no matter who's hot or who's playing well, those guys still go in. That's fine. That is normal, right? But if you're Jim Harbaugh and you see Hassan Haskins playing well, I think there should be a card that he can pull out, a veto card, whatever you want to call it, and say, hey, Josh, I don't give a shit who's in Wolfpack right, if it's Chris Evans or Blake Corum. I want Hassan in there because he is going to run the ball hard for me. And no, no disrespect, because I still think Chris Evans and Blake played uh, really well. Yeah. But, like, you just have to ride the hot hand sometimes. sometimes whether it's in – I mean, think about the, the – let's use the analogy to the basketball game. The Trey Diggs kid uh, yeah. for, for uh, Bowling Green, not their leading scorer, but they gave him the ball because he made, like, four threes in a row, and you're going to keep feeding him until he misses. Mm-hmm. Why not do the same thing? Exactly. Exactly. I have no explanation for this. It's just (laughs) fucking ridiculous, man. And like you said, I mean, why is Harbaugh not – you talked about it last week or two weeks ago. We probably talked about it every week. Why is he not saying, what the fuck is going on? Why is Haskins not in the game? He's got a headset on. He might as well be Brady Hoke at this point, not wearing his headset. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I mean, it happened – obviously, everyone's talking about Haskins, uh, but it happened with – A.J. Henning later in the game, too, he mossed that dude, had an unbelievable catch. They panned to him, and he's on the sideline for yep. the next play. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what formation they were running, so maybe he was But, like, when guys make plays, reward them. Ride that train out. See what happens. Um, I, I mean, it seemed like Penn State – Penn State's running back had, like, I, he had 15 carries on the year before this, and then he had 22 carries for 120 yards or something like that yesterday. Dude, the D-line was getting manhandled yesterday. All day. There, there was nothing they could do. Nothing they could do. The Penn State's O-line was getting pushed right off the ball, and, and there was no penetration from the D-line at all. They, they, they were having a field day. All they, there was literally five 10-yard runs. Boom, 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 boom. That whole first drive. Couldn't stop them at all. Dude, you know what's funny about riding the hot hand kind of player? There's, like, teams where that's their entire philosophy, right? I mean, like, a team like Purdue, right, where you don't really have anyone except Rondale Moore. Your whole philosophy is get Rondale the ball and right. let him just do stuff. So it's it's funny that there's teams, like, that's all they do. And then us, we're like, nah, fuck that. We're not doing that. It's like, what? what? It's, it's like... Honestly, yesterday I thought it was more apparent than ever before, but it was almost like literally if a player had a good play or a good drive that you wouldn't, you could say, 
all right, we're not going to see him for the next series. <laughs> you can confidently say that. Yeah. I, and so I just don't understand that. Uh, so the you rotations. Wanna the, you want to know are, the most upsetting thing about yesterday? I think, I think, Roy, you tweeted it out from Blue by 90. But Sean Clifford had nine carries for 73 yards. Dude, he, Sean was, he looked Clifford, like Denard. The gumpy white dude we were talking about last episode was running around <laughs> oh and not gosh. getting touched. He did it with his arm and his legs. And how many times did – I mean, let's talk about the missed tackles. Oh, my God. It seemed like every play that, that – I would love to know the stat of yards after contact for Penn State because they – I don't know – I don't remember – very many times at all where we hit them and they went down right there. It was always bounce off at least one. Um, Sean Clifford is, is like outrunning Josh Ross. Uh, (laughs) You know, I, it's again, it's just unexplainable. I, I can't find the words. It's like the the entire Penn state Nittany lions was just all Marshawn Lynch. It's like, (laughs) it seemed like, what the hell's going That's what on? This defense made him look like. And, yeah, like an elite, and it wasn't on the secondary this time. It's fucking the linebackers and the D line just getting manhandled that entire game. Um, we talked about it this morning. On their first drive, every single play, obviously John Clifford is not a freshman, but every other play was to a freshman. <laughs> every single play except for one. God. To a freshman who has basically not much experience at all, their star running back, Journey Brown, had to retire like just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So this dude has not seen much action whatsoever. It, but, I mean, how easy did that look on that first drive? It, it, they had no issues at all. They could have done whatever they wanted that drive and would have scored. And that's the first time they've scored all season on an opening drive. We've been down seven nothing every single game, seven straight weeks, six God. straight weeks. I, you're never. I don't care how good your team is. You, you don't. You're not going to win football games just going, just playing from behind. Because I believe this was a another game where we never led. Never led the whole game, yeah. right? Didn't yep. lead against Indiana. Didn't lead against Michigan State. Didn't lead against Wisconsin. Uh, obviously led against Rutgers, but not until the final tick, right? Or the, yeah. into overtime. Uh, no, we no we led in the uh, going in, going into the fourth quarter. I think okay. I think Cade brought him back up twenty eight twenty one or something. Okay, either way though, that's the fourth goddamn quarter, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> against Rutgers. Right. Um, so like the the time. I mean, I would love to know that stat too. Outside of the Michigan or the Minnesota game. This team has led for probably like five minutes total <laughs> in six games. Oh my five god! Five games, not counting Minnesota. It's like, yeah, dude, it's it's just nuts. Um, I thought the play calling was horrendous on both sides. Um, I I thought Josh Gaddis was trying to like outsmart himself or something. I don't understand. Like it's another, like it's the same idea as the rotations. When something's working, he is like, all right, that one worked. Check it off. And we'll right. throw that page away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burn it. Yeah. 
except for in, inside zone. He's like, oh, he wants that, that to work so bad that he's just going to run it no matter how many times it gets stopped. I think it did work a couple times. It, it worked better of yes. on Haskins. Yeah, it worked a lot better yesterday, but still, like, fucking A, man. I mean, especially, well, I thought that in the second half, because it was obvious that Cade was injured and could not throw the ball downfield. So yeah. it seemed like we ran the same out routes every single play. It was inside zone on first and second down, and then third down was an out route that was usually short of the sticks. That is the talk about the most frustrating thing to watch for your football team. And the Lions do this constantly. And I, Michigan looks like the freaking Lions right now. They, <laughs> they run, it'll be third and six, and they run a four yard out route. And even if you catch it, it's not a first down. What I don't get to is apparently whoever was doing the commentary, whether it was Golick or whoever else was doing it for the game, they mentioned something about Milton having been hurt for the past few games. I don't think that's true. Yeah, they said something about ribs, and I was like, I haven't heard about this. What? How would we have? How would all of a sudden Golik know that, and nobody else knows that one bit? Yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not. Or and we know Cade, he fucked up his throwing shoulder. How yeah. like? How are you not? Especially if you're throwing those same routes that they were throwing. How can you not just put Dan Valari in there and just say fuck it? Let's see what happens. <laughs> Anybody? I mean, I can throw a fucking out route. I can throw a slant. I mean, these like. At least put them in there and give them a shot if they're healthy. If these other two guys are hurt, throw somebody else in there. Dude, I'm like, if you're if if you're going to even think about putting Joe in there, like, why are you not just fucking airing it out? Why aren't you just we like still Joe? A deep ball. Well, why wouldn't you just like? Well, try it. I know, I know why. But if I was Jim Harbaugh, I would say Joe. I don't care if it's intercepted. Just give the kid an opportunity to catch the ball. Throw it at the sun and let it drop down on him like a nuclear bomb. And yeah. just let the kid make a play. And at least then you've told him, right? Yeah. And who knows? But Especially now, when they were, especially on those like third and shorts, They every single uh, secondary guy for Penn State was just playing at the, at the first down marker. They were playing so short. We could have blown the top off a million different times, yet we continue to throw underneath again and again and again. And like I get it. Multiple if times with those third downs, too. You're seeing guys bunched up all in the same area. Why are the guys not spread out? Because, <laughs> because putting all the defenders in one area, making it harder for your quarterback to complete a pass. Especially a guy, if, if you're playing Cade, he obviously doesn't have a ton of zip on the ball at that point. Um but let's talk about that. Guys, how in the hell is Cade McNamara at 50% or maybe even less still a better option than Joe Milton is at, at, at this point? Dude, that's something I wanted to wanted to talk to you guys about. What's up with Mayfield's mom tw- mom tweeting saying that they didn't set up Milton for success? I mean, what is she what is she saying right, right there? Like, I don't understand that. I mean, there's got to be something behind the scenes because you got to assume he's getting the same treatment as Cade. And when Cade was healthy, he looked a hell of a lot better than Joe. I mean, I'm I'm curious as to what she's kind of leaning at. I get the impression that she's saying, like, kind of some stuff that we've been alluding to, you know? Like, hey, 
we need to improve our players, right? We need to run schemes for our personnel. We need to game plan taking care uh, or, you know, taking mind of specific matchups. And these are like all things that I see as a viewer and I'm going like, I don't know that we're really doing that. You know, I don't I can't think of a QB that Jim Harbaugh has improved drastically since Jake Rudock. I think Wilton Spate, you could say, has improved. But so do you think they're running different formations and whatnot for Cade than they are for Joe? Well, I mean, because we saw Cade be look, successful. We saw little... Cade be successful, but I mean, also like I sent out that uh, that comparison video, and I mean, that guy pointed out, hey, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, when Cade's in there, they're running a wham concept. Hey, what for whatever reason, when Cade's in there, they're running these new uh, pick concepts. Why are they not doing that for Joe? Are they not confident in his arm? If you're not confident in his arm, why are you putting him in the game? (laughs) You're in charge. So that's what I mean when I say leadership is top down. You're in charge. You're making decisions. You're improving your players. That's on you, Jim Harbaugh, and coaches down. Yeah. To me, the whole thing about Mayfield's mom tweeting that out was I, I don't even I'm not even looking into what she said. And if that's true or not or whatever. But to me, what that means is Jalen Mayfield has talked shit about these coaches to his parents enough that she felt that she needed to tweet that out. So if that's not an indictment on what's going on behind the scenes, then I don't know what is. Because that's your one, pretty much one first round pick on the whole team, right? (laughs) Um, It's like your best player, 100%. And he is shitting on the coaches. Uh, and so Says what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that speaks to the culture, right? I mean, no, if you're not, you can't have a good culture, you're not going to have a winning program. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, we all saw Urban talk about, you know, you got to pop the hood. Look at what's what's going on in there, right? So, I mean. It's time to really pop the hood and get in there and, you know, clean off some of that shit. I I can't stand having to listen to Urban Meyer just talk shit about Michigan every time on college football, whatever, Fox, whatever their fucking big big kickoff or something. Grin on his face the whole time. Oh, 100%. The worst part is he's right about it all. Oh, yeah. He has great points, and then I just have to – I'm just like, dude, I need to turn you off. Um (laughs) Also, you know who who else can get fucked is Mike Golick. <laughs> you know who else can get fucked? <laughs> oh my god! I'm that should, sure that, that should be like your uh, on air, dude. That, I that should be I, your I, Peter Griffin. You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> you know who can get fucked? <laughs> I thought that when I was sitting there watching him, but I was like, maybe it's just Ugh. me. Maybe I'm just biased. So I'm glad. No, I'm dude, glad you confirmed that. He was talking shit the whole game. The oh, whole man. game, and I, he's a big Notre Dame guy, so I you yeah, just yeah. know that he is like, Love you it. know, yeah, he's trying to help them out and hurt Michigan's recruiting or whatever. Um, I don't know. You you shouldn't. I I just think that during a um during a game like that, when you know that recruits are watching and stuff like that, if you're an alum of a big university that is a rival of a team. It's bad taste to just like really talk shit. You can give your analysis and stuff, but like he went so deep into it multiple times. So oh, yeah. I'm also just salty. So I, was gonna say, I think it's just us being salty. Fuck it. It's definitely part of it. <laughs> definitely part of it. Um, 
Oh, I did want to talk about then play calling on the defensive side too. Um, I just thought, obviously it's the talent level. It's just the guys getting pushed around. I mean, everyone has career days against us. Apparently Mm -hmm. like even the secondary, there are so many times on the secondary. I thought that they played better, but Dex Hill like backs off his guy on third and seven to play 15 yards off the ball. It's like, we're giving them a, a first down there because the guy runs his route to eight yards. Now nobody's within five yards of him. He catches it and goes down. It's like, that and that's really, that's that not him really easy. That's not him dropping back as a safety either. Or is he, like he's man to man. He's 15 yards off this guy. There's one that uh, Jay do posted on Twitter. I don't know if you guys follow yeah. him, but he posted it and Dax is one on one. He's like face to face with the guy. He literally dropped 15 yard back, 15 yards back, and then they're still one on one. I guess. Or I I I know that Josh Ross is supposed to buy, uh back up into the flats kind of mm-hmm. um but he didn't back up far enough i guess but i, I don't Fuck know I, man um hey maybe part of that is because michigan doesn't have a fucking safeties coach that p- works with them right now <laughs> true what a fucking clusterfuck i think that still is like th- that kind of got glossed over but that's really the craziest did, yeah. thing ever to me. Isn't right? that ridiculous? How could you not just be like, dude, you you have to show up to work. <laughs> I want to know what happened. I'm I'm very curious as to like what the like details are with that. Because he was he's... supposed to be a great guy. There's like he wasn't supposed to be a great recruiter, but he's supposed to be a solid coach and a great developer of talent. So I'm interested to see what really happened with him and what's going on because we we really haven't heard anything other than he wasn't there. Right. Like, don't I mean, know if he was fired or not showing up or what. And that's the one position that we have a five-star at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, don't forget Chris Hinton. Yeah, well, you know what? Chris Hinton might as well be a two-star at this point, man. <laughs> he is not showing up at all. <laughs> oh, so, man. Oh. So, all right. Well, so Michigan loses to Penn State, gets, you know, gets them their first win of the year. Now Michigan has a chance, if they don't, win next week then they are, will go winless at home for the first time in program history so That's i know it's wild. a short season and i know oh, like that God. wouldn't have happened probably if 2020 was normal but i mean dude these are like this is not just a, a down year these are records that are being broken of 140 years of michigan football so speechless and we're speechless in fucking crap. year six of Jim of the one guy that was supposed to come in and change everything. So. I think Matt Campbell will still be available at the end of the year. I'm actually not huge on Matt Campbell. Oh, all right. Let's get let's into that. This. Let's get into that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I was so talking Matt, to Nate earlier today about Matt Campbell. So I'm hey, well, about, yeah. Nate's a big Matt Campbell guy. He's he he's yeah. He's sending me Matt Campbell pregame speeches. <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, he's a great talker. That that dude, dude is a great speaker. I heard that speech. I was like, dude, let's let's go for a run. Let's go do something. Like I'm ready. But uh, no, when I looked it up, Matt Campbell has not beat Iowa. He can't beat his rivals either. So uh, that that doesn't mean he's a bad coach. 
He's he's I mean, fucking Oklahoma, right? But I mean Texas. He's been, he's been there since like 2016, I think, and he still hasn't beat his rival. That, yeah, you know, I mean that's something. Questionable but there. I would I would say that like Iowa State when he got there was literally like the it's worst shambles. team in the Big Twelve. Oh, yeah. it was terrible. So so and Iowa is you know a nine and three consistently there kirk ferentz has been there for fucking 60 years it seems like now and they've like they do the same thing every year so i wouldn't read too far into that um a contrary stat is that he has beat every single team in the big 12 Mm -hmm. so he's beat the top in the big 12 he's beat obviously the bottom and the middle so um I don't know, man. I, I think he's turned that ship around pretty dang quick, you know, in four years from nothing to now they're big Top 12 10 championship. Teams, Very true. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not taking anything away from him. And if he came here, I would definitely be, like, throwing a party, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting that he hasn't beaten Iowa. But also, he hasn't had, like, a – this is, like, his first time having, like, a really good team. Last year, they were solid. The year before that, they were improving. I mean, this this know. year. If they would have played been, Iowa this year, they would. I think they would have throttled him. Yeah, I thought they. I don't did know already. what throttled, they, but yeah, they they would have. Uh, did they already play yeah. Iowa? No, Iowa's only played Big Ten schools. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they played them this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. No, I think I like Matt Campbell. Um. So here's what I'm worried about Michigan doing, because the signing day. Signing day is like right after Michigan's last game. And mm-hmm. so I'm worried that they sign, extend his contract or sign him to something just to get through signing day. And then they say, all right, we have a month grace period or something like that. We'll, and then we'll make a decision after these guys all sign, um, which I think. I don't is, know if I see that happening. I, that would, I just, that would be shitty, like you said. That would be really shitty. Yeah. They're in such a pinch right now because they have to make a decision one way or the other because yeah. of the contract situation. So I just I don't know if they will do that, but like it's one off option, I guess. Um, not really an option, but like I could see it maybe happening. Either way, I I thought that even up to last week, I I was in the train that they were going to keep him and try a new D coordinator, right? We I don't think we were even off the Harbaugh train. Like, we weren't obviously all bought in, but we were like, 2021, you've got all the weapons you need on offense. Mm-hmm. Gaddis will be in year three of play calling. He should be better. Uh, if you can get a good D coordinator in here to turn that thing around, you still have Dax Hill. You still have, like, you know, a lot of guys um, – that are young and everything like that. Go give it one more shot in 2021. I would have been okay with that. Now, just looking, it's not even about the wins and losses. I mean, it definitely is. But just looking at the way this team is playing for Jim Harbaugh, I'm off it, man. There's no way. I don't think there's any way you can come back. No. I mean, it looks like they're playing for their other players. Like when Cade goes in, looks like they're playing for him. If J.J. McCarthy comes in, I think they'd play for him. And, you know, I think I don't – it could work, but what's the point of risking it if you know the guys aren't playing for the head coach right now? Because it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate. And, I mean, 
we've had some good good memories with Jim Harbaugh, right? I mean, seeing Jake Rudak improve and then beating Florida, that was dude, that was awesome. I was yeah, I was really happy to feel good about. Yeah, dude, first two years. 2016, we went into Ohio State. I was like, dude, this is the time. We went to uh, double overtime. That was sweet. Those those were great Jim Harbaugh times, right? Even that 10-win stretch in 2018. Yeah. Those were great Jim Harbaugh times, and I'm like, thank you, Jim, for those great memories of being a Michigan fan. But, you know, the best rock stars got to know when to hang their guitar up. So this is the time, Jim. I yeah. so sad. <laughs> I feel like we're at a funeral. And you, I do, and you too. Just like I do, too. Spoke but... his eulogy. I feel like I feel like we're at a funeral, but like the dead guy in the casket may rise again. But no, Undertaker. but everyone like wants him dead anyway. He's like banging yeah. on the inside. Let me like, out! No, 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 no. <laughs> Put the pillow over him. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I still, I mean, I think we've all said this. If Michigan beats Ohio State in 2016. We're in such a different world right now because you go to the Big Ten Championship, probably win it there. You go to the playoff in year two of Jim Harbaugh. Recruiting then just goes crazy, I assume. And they have motivation. They're rolling. I imagine one of those QBs comes. You maybe don't even need to get Shea Patterson. um, because Najee Harris might be committing to Michigan, you know. I don't know, man. I said it to Roe before we started the show. What do you think if Harbaugh didn't go towards a spread system and we just continue down the conservative, you know, Michigan smash mouth style football? I think we'd we see would, a different Harbaugh out there. Yeah. I mean, do it you think he'd still, still be more so his team and his style of play? And I don't know. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like we always yeah. want to like that. Yeah, let's go to the spread. Let's do some. Let's do what everybody else is doing. And you know now we're just like, all right, well, it's not really working for us. But at least like if we kept doing it Harbaugh's way, it, I mean, it probably we'd have a couple more wins. I think it'd be a consistent ten, you know, nine ten wins. Like that just wasn't good enough before. But uh, we'd definitely be in a better. I think we'd be hindsight being twenty twenty. I think we'd definitely be in a better position than we are right now. Yeah. So that was that was exactly my answer, pretty much. I think that we'd still be a nine and three, ten and two team, um, but I don't think with Jim Harbaugh's offense you could score fifty points. So you can't keep up with Ohio State anyway. So um, I don't know. I it, I do agree with you. We would definitely. I feel like Jim Harbaugh feels like he's gotten everything taken away from him. They've yeah. said, "Hey, this is your team, but do it our way." And now he's like, fuck you guys. Like, all right, do it your way then. See how it works. So then he, he said, you know what? All right, I'm hands off on the offense. Josh Gaddis, do your thing. And this is Josh Gaddis doing his thing. Um, I mean, to be honest, Josh Gaddis never played or he never called plays before he got to Michigan. So yeah. I don't know why we are expecting him to be an unbelievable play caller in Came his from Bama. first and second year. Yeah, that's the same thing as the Lions hiring Matt Patricia because he was with exactly. the Patriots. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right, Literally. but that's why that's why we expect it, and that's why when Patricia got hired, we're all like, "Oh, <laughs> for the Patriots, he's gonna be great." But we're all idiots. I mean, must, he suck. played under Nick Saban yeah. or he coached under Nick Saban. Must be amazing. Yeah, you know, it's like same fuck, situation, man. right? Didn't the Patriots lose that Super Bowl, and didn't Alabama lose that uh, national title game? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. 
sounds right. Patricia's last Patricia's last game with the uh, Patriots, he gave up 41 points, and that was the Super Bowl that they lost, I believe, to the Eagles. I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, at least as Lions fans, fucking Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are gone. So Thank that was God. like the highlight. The honestly, I was so mad that they and they planned it out to do it in the fourth quarter of the Michigan game, and Michigan State was just starting, so that it would kind of be pushed under the rug. Michigan State. Jesus. How does Michigan State win that goddamn football game? I didn't I didn't watch it, but I, didn't I saw watch the it. final score. I was like I was like, what? They beat a top ten team and Northwestern had looked solid all year. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? And we and can't no beat play anybody. quarterback? Rocky, Rocky Lombardi. Okay. They they went with Rocky, which is wild to me that they went with Rocky. Um, I mean, that would have been the same as if Michigan would have started Joe this week. P- Michigan fans would have been so Livid. upset. Livid. Uh, I'm sure. I think all my uh, state friends were pissed that they started Rocky and then <laughs> Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Michigan should should start Dan Valari this week. Fuck it. Be, because, Nothing like, lose. yeah, literally, who cares? The whole season doesn't even matter. So, it fuck it. Play play whoever's healthy. Literally, it's a free <laughs> red shirt. Why not? Why not get him some playing time? <laughs> I'm, I'm like. No, I'm, I'm 100% with yeah. you now. I think we're going to see him at some point, man. Because yeah, we're going to be. Whether it's next week or the following week, I mean, we're going to be down 48 to nothing at halftime to Ohio State. So we might be on our fourth quarterback by then. Do you think that you can chug beer the entire time Dan Valeri is playing? No. Oh, hell yeah. Let's try that. Fuck. <laughs> I'd die. <laughs> just have to do a keg stand every time he's fucking in. Jack tried to chug beer before the Michigan Brutal. game this week and it, he was he like went like three seconds and was like, <coughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's so cold you're, cold you're really oh, as man. a beer drinking podcast here you are not pulling your weight at no, all I'm not a great chugger I'm I'm like if I do a uh, beer Room bong temp. I'm solid I can do a beer bong fine put it in a Room. solo cup I can probably I can chug it but out of a bottle and it was fucking cold I just couldn't do it, man. I will, just, I, I'm not cold. tough enough. I'm not tough enough to be able to handle that. Well, well you Bicky, know what? he needs the room temp beer. You're yeah. the problem. You're the problem <laughs> with this program. It's guys like you that can't, that aren't tough enough to drink a damn beer. And <laughs> I think that's the same issue. Michigan isn't tough oh, enough, and dude. it starts with the fans. <laughs> it doesn't start I'm, with the idea. It starts with the fan base. We're looking at the wrong place. That's what we're doing. I agree. I agree. Oh, you just start feeding these boys beer. Okay, man. That's probably what they're doing in uh I was gonna say Iowa or Nebraska, but neither of them are doing fucking well, so <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Uh I mean let's Nebraska beat Penn State. <laughs> I, I it's they Michigan really has turned into the Lions because the Lions come out every week and your expectations are so low. But they still somehow disappoint you. Michigan, <laughs> uh, my expectations were about as low as they can get. It's an 0-5 uh, team. We're going to battle with them. And they still fucked it up. Yeah. Like, Fuck, man. I don't know, oh, man. I, I literally have no, like, I have nothing more to say. We're saying the same shit every fucking week. So if you, 
if you were going to replace Jim Harbaugh, your choice would be Matt Campbell. I think it's the best option. Yeah. Rope. I still think I still think you have to make an offer to Luke Fickle. I don't think he takes it, but I think you have to say. I think you re- yeah you got to reach out to both of them. That's for yeah. sure. What about like um, OC from Clemson or something like that? Fucking Venable? great. Is it Venables? That's a so. DC. That's a D oh. coordinator. Okay. Oh. Um. I don't know, man. Like I'm looking at this now, and yes, I think that Michigan is still a desirable job for people. But I think that for a lot of people, it's not because how many coaches are out there saying if Jim Harbaugh can't win there, what am I going to do? You know, Um, I think that it's a tough place to win, man, because you're recruiting. It's tough to recruit here because you're recruiting kids to play in, you know, the cold and you have to go recruit from Texas and Florida and California to be, you know, up with Alabama and Ohio state, Ohio state owns Ohio. Um, you know, right now, I don't know how desirable of a job it is. It's I mean, funny. I heard, I heard say someone... if you're Matt Campbell, it's gotta be more money than he's making in Iowa state. Yeah. $5 million is desirable. That's for yeah. sure. It's funny. I heard someone say, fuck, we could hire Tom Allen or, or the coach at Indiana. Yeah. At least he'd be fired up every week. Yeah. True. Shit. Take that. I don't know, man. I I I think I I worry that this is going to be a sad coaching search, and there are going to be some people like I laughed at Michigan State this past year when they got turned down by Fickle and turned down by I mean uh, Mel Tucker right away that he took it, but they got turned down by some not so great coaches. Michigan might be in the same boat this year. Oh, fuck, man. I hope not. I don't no. think we, I don't think Michigan beats Maryland. No. Nope. Not they have little Tua and he's probably going to throw for like 300 yards against us because why wouldn't he? Yeah. Only 300. Yeah. I've got no confidence the rest of the season. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I mean, are you. How about Xavier Worthy just going to Bama? Uh, he went on a visit to Bama this weekend. They dominated their rival Bowl, by like yeah. 28 points. We, you know, he's committed to Michigan. We lose to 0-5 Penn State. What do you think he's doing? But he's got a Michigan tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I hope he goes to Michigan just so he doesn't have a fucking Michigan tattoo and goes to Bama, you know, that'd be I mean, he'll probably suck just get for him. Get it covered. Probably just get an elephant on top of it. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I feel like he's got to be going to Bama. I feel like he's been getting giving them a lot of attention lately. I just think recruiting in general. I mean, if we have a a coaching change here, fuck man, you just can't lose JJ. Dude, I don't, it doesn't matter because fucking Jim Harbaugh's not going to do anything with him. So who cares? I think. And I can't remember who we talked to last about this, but a lot of the guys like that we talked to about recruiting, I think it was Bryce. He's like, you know, guys don't always just stick around for the head coach. They go to the school because of the school. They they like the city. They like the um, academics, all that stuff. And hopefully that's the case. And Michigan finds a head coach and just coaches that can surround him that can bring a good culture. And then if JJ and all those guys come in and maybe shit can get turned around. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that Bryce is, is right on with that, saying that the recruits commit to the school and not so much a head coach. I mean, we we better hope. Because <laughs> yeah. whether he stays or he goes at this point. He's still only got one year left on his contract. Yeah. Like, and, you know. guys, and guys that might decommit if he does stay. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, I don't think he's the guy. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It could go both ways there. Um, I, I don't know, man. I... It's, this is such a tough podcast right now because I don't have anything to fucking say. Like, right, it's the same shit we're seeing over and over. It's like something needs to something needs to change, and if nothing changes, it's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> hey guys, Michigan sucks again. At least we have basketball now. <laughs> yeah, ma- basketball does play Oakland tonight, which is good. They're like twenty-eight point favorites yeah. or something. Yeah. Oakland lost to somebody really bad, I think. Uh, by like 30 or something. Xavier, I think. They played Xavier or... Yeah. And Xavier like struggled with somebody not so good, I think. Um, so what do you think I should really be looking out for in this basketball game? I'm looking for Franz. See if Franz can bounce back and have a good game. Yeah, if he's healthy, um, that'll be important. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think for me it's looking at who... If Juwan Howard finds an actual rotation, um, I think in these early games, he's still going to play those freshmen and see who can ball out, especially if it's a 30-point game, you know. He's definitely going to get other guys in. But I think for, um, you know, we really have to start getting in a rhythm of a seven, eight-man rotation and not go nine, ten deep um, because he got caught in some rotations where it was like, ugh. I don't like that. Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see if um, Shondi and Mike Smith can keep up another good game. See if they can go back to back with two good games. See if Hunter Dickinson can build on his um, first game performance. I thought he played really well. And then Livers, like I said last time, I think he's going to be pretty consistent. You can kind of expect pretty close to a double-double with him with rebounds and points. And hopefully Franz can is healthy and we see a big game from him. You look expecting him to uh, prove himself to you, Jack? I'm not expecting him to. I'm hoping he does. <laughs> okay. I don't know what your expectations are. Like, what do you? I you need him struggled to struggle last like, game. I mean, you know. <laughs> do you need I'd him like to, to be like him, 25 like see, points a game? No, I'd like to see him do what Liver does. You know, close to a double double almost every game. You know. All right. Hold on. He's got the size. I want to see some rebounds. If he's you know a guard, I want to see if he can you know get rack up some assists. But I'd like to see him score double digits. I mean, every game if he's this talented, making it. He didn't make a huge impact last game. Like just he making him fucking hurt, you idiot. Before he was hurt, still 0 for 4 from three. Yeah, that part not great. Uh, yeah, but uh, okay, I'm pulling up his stats right now. So in last year, he averaged 11.6 points per game. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd take that this year. Average double-digit points and, you know, eight or so rebounds a game. Yeah, he averaged about six a game last year. That, that sounds reasonable to me, Jack. I, I'm not like yeah, a basketball I mean, his, professor. His athleticism and his size, I mean, he should be racking up numbers in all facets. Yeah, and, like, I'm going to Livers. So that was – you know he – that was a, his freshman year last year, right? Like, Yeah. Okay. All right. Livers averaged 12.9 last year, and instead of 
and he averaged only 3.3 total rebounds. Nobody's saying Livers is, like, going to have a monster year, though. What? Yeah, every, every time I see anybody tweet anything about Michigan basketball, they're talking about Franz, Franz this, Franz that. You know, nobody's, like, going nuts on Livers. That's, That's my point. That's what I'm – all right. I haven't seen it. It's not no. on Jack's timeline. <laughs> Dude, Livers is, like, if you go to the NBA draft board, Livers is, like, way higher than Franz. Good. I think he should be. <laughs> <laughs> you're the worst person to argue with <laughs> what i mean <laughs> based off what we've seen i think livers is better than franz i talked about it last game i mean it's consistent he's pretty consistent where you're gonna get out of him pretty close to a double double i mean front granted there's only been one game this year and with what his size his athleticism and what he should be doing he should be making more of an impact all right so you can't argue facts there uh, yeah, this, you you're making a really good point with the facts. I'll, after you know the one game that he played with uh, <laughs> half a game because he rolled his ankle, so maybe he should have um, better ankles. I don't know. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he's kind he's of a bum. Bender. He's 0 for 4. He didn't even play the rest of the game. Like, I don't see what I the hype is. Who recruited him? Get that head coach out of here. <laughs> I hope tonight he goes off for fucking 40. Honestly, <laughs> so do I. That'd, That'd be, be great. Sweet. Love to see it. <laughs> No, you you can't cheer for him now. I get to cheer for him, and that's it. I was be so mad. Damn it, he's doing well. <laughs> Dang it, he's winning Michigan basketball games. Fuck. <laughs> oh man, I feel like you have this view of me. My You're my just... view. You have this view of my view of Franz Wagner, and like I'm like he's fine. I think he's good. Like I just don't think he's like fucking as good as. People are expecting. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't think he's bad by any. He's means. not fucking Michael Jordan. This is bullshit. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Is he? Do you think Mo was a lot better? Uh, I think. I mean, I think Mo improved a lot more. I mean, from where Mo finished his career at Michigan, I think Mo was better, hundred percent. But we haven't seen that yet from Franz. And that's a lot. Of, a lot of what I've said has always been we haven't seen it yet from Franz. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just, you know, haven't seen it yet. No, you have to make your decision. Is he good or not right now? <laughs> Fucking suck. Sit him. I mean, Mo in his final year at Michigan only averaged 14.6 points per game. What a fucking bum. <laughs> so he averaged an extra two points a game. I, I think that you're underestimating how good 11 or 12 points a game is in college basketball. I'm not saying it's bad. It's leading scorer type stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Mo in his freshman year only had 2.9 points a game. Right. So. Yeah. No, he got rid of the back knee and he fucking blew it up. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Franz, the one thing Franz needs to get rid of is he's got this that little fucking sh- ugly ass chin shit right oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Shave your face, oh, buddy. Bro. Cade McNamara, he had a little bit of it too. He's got to get rid of that. Yeah. Cade has the highlights. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. Sunshine. How about just, like, can we talk about us as Michigan fans just not being able to have anything good? Like, all Cade has a great game against Rutgers, has a great first couple drives against gets Penn hurt. State, looking good. He gets hurt immediately. Like, yeah. we just can't have nice things. No. It's awful. It's tough being a Michigan fan, man. It's so bad that I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. We're just going to sit here and stare at each other for another hour. <laughs> So, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, man.
I hope I hope most people actually tuned out when I said thanks for listening the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were better off that way. Seriously. So all right. Do we have anything? What have we been going? Like forty minutes here? Yeah, forty almost fifty minutes. I mean I've got nothing, man. We've said everything right. we need to say. They got a clean house for football. Looking forward to basketball. We'll see if Franz can make a layup. You know, it's I'm I'm excited. Not related to Michigan Athletics. Did you guys you. check out any of the Mike Tyson fight? No, I did not. I was sleeping. It was two old guys fighting. Didn't didn't miss. Who too did much. he fight? Uh, uh, Roy, Roy Jones. Jones. Oh, okay, who won? I don't know. Uh, it was actually a draw. Oh, that that's fucking lame. It was yeah. lame. Yeah, but uh, the undercard fight was Jake Paul, Nate Robinson. <laughs> I saw he knocked the fuck out of him, dude. I don't know who was training Nate Robinson. He didn't. He never put his hands up once to defend himself. He just like swung like two girls in a high school cafeteria. Watching too many Rocky movies, man. Dude, he came at him like I was like, "What are you doing?" Even Snoop Dogg was the announcer, and he's like, "I have no idea what's going on. This is crazy." <laughs> and uh, finally, like uh, Jake Paul just caught him with a jab and then a right, and it was over. Down. Jake so Paul down. is, I mean, I hate Jake Paul just for yeah. the human being that he is because he's a trash human being. Um, but he looks like he's a pretty legit fighter. Like, like he trains a lot and he's pretty strong. He's a solid fighter. I think he was like a him or his brother, who's also like a YouTube guy. I can never, Logan, I can never figure Paul, out who's right? who. It's uh, one of them was like a high school wrestling champion in Ohio. What I mean, 2020 is just a wild time. Oh, yeah. time. I'm very much ready for it to be over. We're close. Yeah. One month away. We're also three weeks away, right, from never having to watch this football team ever again. So pretty excited that's for that right now. Positive, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, we don't have much else to say here. That was maybe the worst podcast of all time. Yeah, but pretty defe- we just I all mean, sounded so defeated. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? I mean, we're yeah. It's a podcast. To, talking about the worst football team of all time. So it's going to end up probably being a bad podcast. So anyways, um, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow us at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Um, Check us out there. And then hopefully uh, from now on, I mean, let's just try to focus more on basketball because (laughs) it's just depressing as hell to talk about this football team. So um, Michigan plays Oakland tonight. Uh, and they'll, I mean, we're, they have, I think like four or five, uh, non-conference games. Right. And then they get into big 10 play. In I December. think they, yeah, I think it's December 13th. They open with Penn state. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so hopefully once we get into big 10 play here, um, then it'll be, you know, there'll be more to talk about. We'll know more about this team, but they look pretty damn good, uh, last game. So pretty pumped about them. Um, but yeah, we will have another podcast later this week to preview Maryland and talk more about the football team. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys later. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue. What a fucking depressing episode. <laughs>